The reason eventful is important is because you can subscribe to events that happen in the app without having to configure anything in the app, right? So if a contact gets created and you want to report that somewhere, it'll just do it. All you got to do is subscribe to the events on that location. You don't have to have a trigger inside of Go High Level that says when a contact gets created, fire this webhook. It'll just automatically tell you about every event that happens inside of Go High Level. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the High Level Spotlight Sessions, where we showcase awesome marketers doing awesome marketing. Today, I am joined by a familiar face to many and a new face. Quentin Newman has been on the show many times, so uh, up to now, I think maybe two or three times. This is the third time, yeah. Third time, okay. Um, previously with Capri AI, which has recently been acquired um, into a new company that he co-founded with Ariane, who's also joining us called DAS. Guys, thank Hello, you so guys. much for coming on. Yeah, thanks so much for having us again, man. I love coming on these things. Well, I'm super- Me too. I'm super excited. I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm super excited to get started. I'm anxious, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, don't be anxious. Kick back, Arian. We keep this uh, pretty laid back and I'm excited to chat with both of you guys because um, I know I'm going to learn something new about uh, high level, which is cool because <laughs> you guys are like way more in the trenches when it comes to the dev side of things than I am. And uh, we've got a lot of cool stuff to talk about, but first talk to me about Quentin. So Capri AI, um, if you guys go back and watch the previous interviews, uh, Quentin was doing a lot of stuff with chatbots, working with Dialogflow, integrating it into high level for folks that wanted more robust um, sort of chatbot experiences happening inside of high level through Twilio. How and when did that turn into DAS? Yeah, so, um... To actually be able to integrate Go High Level with Dialogflow CX, it required custom software development in what's called middleware applications. Some people call it that. And uh, this was before the Conversations API was available. We just made it work so that the chat bot could continue the conversation within Go High Level um, with Dialogflow CX. And then, so that's what we were doing for the most part with Capri AI. And we definitely still have clients with Capri AI. We definitely are still supporting the bots. And if you need a bot, we can absolutely still help you. We still have people that support that. But what we realized is a lot of the people like were asking us for help with integrating Dialogflow CX with HubSpot, for example, was the first kind of outside of the scope of what we normally do. And cause their client only used HubSpot, which, you know, boo, but whatever. Uh, so we, so, you know, we got them integrated and also Sakari, which is another SMS provider. So that required custom software development. A lot of it I did myself, um, but it, you know, it got overwhelming. And so then we needed to do another job for a custom lead distribution app. So where basically they start at, you know, the agency uh, nurturing campaign and uh, account and everything like that. And then from there, it gets distributed out into their client accounts based on who's available, where the lead is from, all that kind of stuff. So we built that as well. And, and that, that was the first time I had Ari and helped me out and actually find another developer who did more work beyond what I wrote for myself and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So we worked together on that. And that was kind of the first like opening of like, oh, hey, do you know more developers? And Arian was like, well, yeah, I know a lot of developers. And he was like, do you know more people who need integrations? And I was like, I know a lot of people who need integrations. <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah, so from there, it just kind of turned into, well, hey, let's offer developers as a service, right? Everybody's talking about SaaS and you need the developers to power SaaS. And so that's where the, the idea of DAS came from. And hence the acronym, right? The, so exactly. DAS is developer as a service. Yeah, developers as a service, yeah. Developers as a service, I love it. Well, that makes a ton of sense. I mean, you know, and that kind of leads us into the next conversation, which I'm excited to hear your perspective on. But one thing I know that we've all just across the board been super proud of is the amount of time and effort that we put into our API. So it's right. like, hey, why, you know, it makes no sense to make people wait for things that we know we're not going to get to for a very long time or maybe never. Why don't we just invest into the API and give developers the opportunity to make things happen now? It, you know, yeah. and, and so talk to me about, you know, first of all, if you're watching this and you're a developer and you're interested in developing things for high level, um, definitely get into the dev community. You guys meet monthly, right? We host a monthly meetup. Yeah, with there's, you guys. A, there's a monthly town hall for the developer council meeting. So get into the council, um, 
get into the API docs. It's all completely open. But talk to me from your perspective about the experience, you know, coming into the high-level developer ecosystem. Yeah, so high-level has always had an open API, which is why I was able to build an integration between Dialogflow CX and high-level, right? It's fully documented. And for people who don't know what open API means, it just means it's documented and it follows a RESTful structure. It doesn't have to follow a RESTful architecture, but it's the easiest when it does. So that just means you can read, update, delete, and create stuff on the API without having to be logged into the app. Okay. So that's what it means to be restful, I guess. So it's always been like that. Yeah. (laughs) Most people don't, it's fine. So um, like given that ability, it makes it so that if you want to do something in the high level resource, you know, pool, like a contact, let's say you want to add a tag to a contact, but you don't want to have to log into high level to do that. That's what the RESTful API gives you the ability to do, right? You can still do it as if you were logged in, but you don't actually have to be logged in. And you do that by using, you know, an API key that identifies what location, you know, you're representing what business you're representing and then some request body information. And you know, from there, it's all just API schema talking to each other, that kind of stuff. So that's just a traditional, normal, um, non-eventful RESTful API. So that's great. And that's what most of the internet is for the most part, I would say still. But this transition is happening right now to a, a thing called OAuth 2, right? And so OAuth 2.0, if you, you've probably heard of it at some point by now, is a specific authentication strategy uh, that is much, much more secure than a traditional bearer token, right? So like one thing, if you guys have noticed in the past, the API key lengths have changed, right? They used to be really, really, you know, relatively short. Now they're crazy long, right? So that was just one security upgrade that the app, that high level had to make because, you know, that's cybersecurity. It's always improving. It's always changing. It's always, you know, getting figured out. So they had to change that. And then now they foresaw, luckily, that the bearer token traditional V1 API is not going to work forever. So now we need to create an OAuth 2 V2 API. And that's what the integrations API is. It's an OAuth 2 eventful API. You might be wondering like, okay, that's all fancy words and who cares? The reason eventful is important is because you can subscribe to events that happen in the app without having to configure anything in the app, right? So if a contact gets created and you want to report that somewhere, it'll just do it. All you got to do is subscribe to the events on that location. You don't have to have a trigger inside of the high level that says when a contact gets created, fire this webhook. It'll just automatically tell you about every event that happens inside of the high level. So that's the event. Okay. So it's basically now you can be running something that's always listening. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the eventful architecture as it makes it so that all I have to do is just listen for updates from go high level passively. And there's no snapshots that need to be shared. There's no webhook URLs that need to be shared. It's just a matter of controlling the flow of them logging in from high level and then logging into your app. And I have an example I'll show you here in a little bit if you want to see what it looks like. Um, so let me ask you a question. And, and again, this is going to be funny, I'm sure for people listening, because I'm asking you to teach me about our uh, software. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I hear OAuth, I think, oh, two things oh, sorry. <laughs> can, I can be logged in to one thing and logged into another yeah, application yeah, yeah. and seamlessly move between them without having to re-log in. Is that part of our OAuth? Yeah, 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 yeah. So what you're kind of describing is like single sign-on. Yeah, what you're kind of describing is like single sign-on. So single sign-on is not fully supported yet. That's the ability to say log in with high level to this, right? So like if I I have another app like uh, ClickUp and I want to log into ClickUp with high level, that's true single sign-on. But OAuth does make it so that you don't have to enter your username and password um, to be able to integrate with everything. So if it's okay with you, I'll share my screen and I'll show you what the OAuth, what like the marketplace AP like, uh, looks like, I guess. Well, so what's exciting. Yeah, definitely. But what's exciting for me when I hear that is so in high level, we give you the opportunity to create custom menu items in the left-hand yes. side and then Correct. I frame things in. So mm-hmm. I was kind of like, you know, waiting for the day and it sounds like that day has already come 
when you could iframe something in and be logged into it. So it really feels like yeah. it's all part of high level. So like yeah. you could bring in a third party screen or dashboard or whatever, and the user mm -hmm. wouldn't have to like re-log into it and be like, why do I have to log in? I'm already in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that has to do more with maintaining the auth state and OAuth doesn't necessarily solve that. OAuth solves enter like sharing your username and password because the thing is like with OAuth as long as you're logged in actively to the browser to go high level you're logged in you don't have to enter your username right. and password again mm -hmm. and your connection from one location is now established to the app that you want to use and so it's like but with the iframe thing that you're talking about yeah you can absolutely do that by passing like a location id and like a, a a token is what we do. So we'll pass like a browser token and I can set it up here in just a second for you to show you what it looks like. But um, yeah, you can definitely do that as well um, just by maintaining state with like a, a URL parameter. And if you add like a URL parameter, so let me see if I can just pull it up real quick and I'm sure we can cut out like the weight and stuff. But. So while he's doing that, Ariane, I'd love to ask you as somebody who's I'm sure worked with tons of other platforms and APIs, what are your thoughts coming into the high level high level developer world? So a little bit of background about me. I was into marketing. So I was into engineering, then went to marketing and then came back to engineering. So I was using high level uh, as a tool. I was working in the real estate marketing industry. Uh, oh, you were. So, so you were using high level before you guys started DAS as well. Okay, cool. correct. Correct. And that's how I actually met Quinton through like high level, you know. Uh, so I was using high level from the user point of perspective. Then after that, when I shifted to development side, then I used like go high level API. And it's pretty open. Like it has all the like credibilities and it's successful as Quinton already said. Uh, it's really hard to get other APIs. Like, you know, companies are trying to build, but they are, it's really hard to like build an API doc like you know like stripe has or like go high level has you know that's completely open and very usable yeah. and just to just to update like uh, we are doing tons of like custom integration stuffs which quinton will discuss of course uh and i i like generally uh, work with all the developers so i do all the project management hiring resource like sourcing the developers which is the main part like uh like nurturing them and and yeah, like training them and getting into the system so that they're able to use the Google API as well as the other APIs that we are trying to integrate. Sure. Well, one thing that's always, always impressed me, and again, I'm not an engineer, so uh, a lot of this goes over my head, but oftentimes I'll have people hit me up about integrations and I'm like, oh yeah, the, here's the API docs, they're all open. And then I usually get an email back like, wow, your documentation is amazing. It was so easy to use. And I'm like, oh, that's great. You know, I passed it, it goes on. But it seems like whoever is putting together our API docs does a good job of it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely very well documented. And the thing too is like, man, Sean is amazing. And the net, the community is amazing, you know, because exactly. like you can, there's so many people that like, just are willing to help for free. Like Tom Bristol, he'll definitely offer you, you know, development support any way that he can. If he can, like <clears throat> I've talked to like Sergio Leon, you know, he's very popular in the, in the development community. And like, you know, just overall people are generally well willing to help. Like they're generally just, you know, that's like yeah. the development attitude is like, you know, a rising tide raises all ships kind of thing where it's like, there's so much opportunity for everybody out there. And the biggest thing is like, if the go high level community in general benefits from what I'm doing, then I will probably benefit too. Cause it's just going to grow. Right. So like if the community is growing, then that's good for everybody. Like I, I don't see, you know, how it's not great for everybody. So, um, sorry. So I got everything set up now. I realized I changed my token and I never like actually changed it. But uh, if you want to see kind of what I'm talking about here, <clears throat> I'll do just like a really speedy demo of the integrations marketplace and like what it look, what the new OAuth 2 API integrations marketplace is, uh, like two examples of actual integrations that you can use. And then, you know, from there, we can kind of ask whatever you want. Um, cool. Let's check so, it out. So, yeah. So like, let's start at the marketplace, right? So this is the marketplace, if you guys can see my screen. And it's got all kinds of apps. Right now, it's kind of just 
open season. It's nothing's not, you can't really install anything from the marketplace yet. It's just a directory right now, more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's all different kinds of stuff. These are all the public apps that are open right now, but you can create private apps just like I have here. You see, I have a bunch of different private apps that I've created that are just for me. And the one that, you know, I'm about to show you is Gmail genius. So one of the biggest advantages that the go high level, the new OAuth 2 go high level API provides is the ability to provide custom conversation provider, not channel providers, but just custom SMS providers and custom email providers. And the reason that's a big deal is because let's just state right out of the fact, right out of the box, Twilio does not work in every country. In fact, one of our customers is in Thailand and Twilio does not support two-way SMS messaging in Thailand. However, Cinch SMS does support two-way integration in Thailand. And so that's what what this app is for, for him. We built the integration for what the Go High Level Conversations API requires and what the Cinch API requires. And with that custom integration, we're able to make it so that any text messaging he does out of that Go High Level account are all going to go through Cinch, not through Twilio. So So now Twilio is completely replaced as the primary SMS provider. And the reason that's powerful is because now you have the automation power and the funnel building and the template building and statistic reporting and all that stuff. Not, well, not yet, but you have all that other stuff for <laughs> go high level now combined with whatever communication platform you want. Right. And that's the thing is I've, I say this to everybody, go high level is a CRM, right? It's an automation, it's a marketing automation tool, but it's not a communication platform. It's not a communication tool, right? And so because of that, you can add any kind of communication provider you really want and still get the full benefit of the CRM and of the automation and, and just everything that comes with the Go High Level app, right? And that's that's what people really want. So I'm glad that you showed us that because. We obviously natively integrate with Twilio, right? Like, right. I would say that we are a communication platform because it's baked in, right? Like you go to a contact and you can communicate with them, but you do have to have Twilio plugged in. Now, of course, we get people all the time that are like, I'm in Thailand, I'm in whatever country, like mm-hmm. I can't use Twilio, but I want to use high level. And, you know, Usually that's followed up with this obscure provider works in my country. When are you going to integrate with them? And we're like, oh man, look like, you know, Twilio is like, let's say they have 99% of the market share. (laughs) So it's very hard for us to be like, sure, we're going to spend a ton of resources. Yeah, dude, I mean, that little thing. So again, the, the mindset was, well, let's, let's, let's punt this over to the dev community, right? If we roll out this API, then they can go bridge anything that they want into it. And this is awesome. So like Cinch, never heard of it, but here we go. Now the next person, I'm in Thailand, I'm going to send them your way. (laughs) Yeah, You guys are going to have it up and running. Exactly, exactly. And like, and so that's just like one example. And there's dozens, dozens of SMS provide VoIP just CPaaS providers and they all have different benefits and they operate in different countries and different pricing structures. And it's, you know, it's a whole community, right? And like, that's just SMS. We haven't even started talking about email yet. How many email providers can you currently connect to go high level? You can connect, technically you can connect Gmail. Yes, but you can only connect it through SMTP, right? You can't connect it the way that people want to connect it, which is like a full sync with their inbox. You can connect uh, Mailgun. Sorry, I should have started with that. Mailgun is like the main one that you can, you know, that's the main native one. Yep. Um, you send can do grid, send grid. You send blue. There's a ton, right? Yeah. So, um, but the thing is, is like all of them require SMTP, and there's still tons of other email providers. Like you can't, you can't integrate like Gmail OAuth to like the true Gmail integration that you want to integrate. You can't really do that. And if you're waiting on go high level to do that, you're going to be waiting forever because Gmail and like, this is a whole nother benefit, right? Cause we're just talking about SMS and now with email, everybody, most people I would say want to integrate Gmail, right? They want to be able to integrate their Gmail and full sync it with their go high level account. But Gmail has moved most of the resources that you need behind an OAuth 2 wall. 
and mm -hmm. you must go through a security verification process to have access to that API. And that costs thousands of dollars. If you go on their website, on Google's website, it says, if you want to go through this app process, be expect, expect to pay $10,000 minimum up to $75,000. Larger applications may see more than that. And I can promise you with high level being as big as it is, it would be way more than that. And it would take months. It would take months and months and months to go through that. However, a small nimble developer team that is an independent app separate from high level and therefore has its own security guidelines, therefore has its own security review, but integrates seamlessly with your high level benefits the entire community and it benefits the developer who created it because he has control over who has access to the app, right? That's the power the marketplace gives you. And so like, that's, that's like exactly what we did. Can I show you the, the Gmail, little Gmail app we made? For sure. Yeah. So like we, a lot of people wanted to be able to like integrate Gmail, and, you know, so we created this little MyMail Genius app and this shows you how the login with high level works, right? So you log in here, it'll say connect with go high level. This is the OAuth 2 process. I have an entire, I have three YouTube videos showing how to do this. If you guys want to watch it on the BetterBots <laughs> channel, make sure we link it. It's, I, there's a ton, ton of tutorial. I, I made some tutorials on how to do this, but you go through here and you'll just choose whichever sub account you want to connect this to. So I wanted this one to be connected to my utilities account, but if it's any other, G, you know, go high level account, whatever I can connect it. It's fine. Connect there. And so you'll see, it says it's trying to install an additional conversation channel. So this conversation channel is not Mailgun, right? And so it needs me to know that I'm adding an email conversation, you know, provider basically. Uh-huh. So I say that's totally fine. Proceed. So then I'll come here. And now this is what I've built. So this is my app. This is like the developer now has total control, but I have full connection to my go high level account. You can see I have the business name. I have who owns it, like what the the account owner is and all that stuff. And then I can add and remove people. Um, like Clearly Gmail accounts you're here. A developer and not a graphic designer, Quentin. Correct. Correct. Also, and I've, MVP. And I've been telling, I've been telling this all the time. Like, Quinton, we need to work on the designs. But like, yeah, know, it's MVP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's MVP. But so when when this airs, this will not look like this. By the time this, that's why I was asking how long it takes because the spot. By the time the spotlight session shows to the whole community, this is gonna look totally different. Awesome. Yeah. I'm just. I agree. I'm not a, I, dude, I'm not a designer, and we wanted to get this built as quickly as possible because we realized how valuable it was. As soon as we saw it was possible, we were like, dude, we have to make this possible. So, um, yeah. So then here, you know, we we have just like you list, you do our configurations and everything like that, and then from here. Uh, just to show you really quick, like this is the custom menu link that you're talking about. So you can mm -hmm. include the location ID here as a URL parameter. And this will change every time you change locations. So it'll always be up to date. And then the token here will be like your agency token that you build with the app. And so mm -hmm. then you can just identify, you know, whoever it is that's logged in right now. And that makes it so that when you do have like a custom menu link, see how it says it's, it used to be called Gmail Genius. Google made me change my name. Uh, but when I click on the custom <laughs> menu link, yeah, when I click on the custom menu link now, it has all the information about this account in the custom menu link. So I can add and remove users straight from here through the app configuration. And then whoever gets added here, I come to settings. And when you add a custom channel, it shows up in your settings here. So I'm in SMTP and Mailgun services. Cool. And you see this is not Mailgun or Gmail or any other SMTP provider, right? This is a custom, you know, like something else. So um, from here, now we can actually click connect Gmail and then it'll pop up and you can actually now connect with Gmail. Or if you have another provider, you can also click and we're going to also have Outlook and iCloud and Microsoft and all the other providers. Um, but yeah, so you can go here and you can click connect Gmail, choose your reply sync. And then from here, you just choose which account you want to have connected. So billing work with this. What did you click? And, uh, only connect what? Or only sync what? Uh, only sync reply. So we actually made it so that you can fully sync your Gmail. So if you want to make it so that every email comes in, no matter what, whether it originated from high level or not, we can make that happen with this full sync. Otherwise, we'll only sync the ones that you sent from go high level. Got it. So 
you push send on an email at high level, it's sent through Gmail. And if they mm -hmm. reply to that, it comes back into high level. But if I go email grandma from the same Gmail account and she replies, it won't end up in high it level. It won't go into high level, right? Yeah, that's on that's on sync replies. And then on full sync is like a support email or something. And you just need every email inbound and outbound to come here into high level so the whole team can see it. And Very cool. Yeah, stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, from there you'll, you'll choose like how to, you know, connect your Gmail, which one you want, and then we can send and view emails on behalf of you. Uh, and then click allow and then magic presto. Uh, this will say Gmail added successfully. And there you go. So you close that and now you've got Gmail connected. And so now if I choose this as the custom provider, I can, any email I send from high level through an automation or through me manually typing it will now go from my Gmail account and it'll fully, it'll be like, as if it really sent from like, as if I sent it from Gmail. So to show you how that looks, let me go here. I'll send myself a quick email. So I'll change this up to be the email that I verified with. And does that have to be the email you verified with as mm -hmm. the sender always? As yeah, for for OAuth two, OAuth means user identification, and so you can't. It's not like with SMTP where you can verify a whole a whole domain. Um, you you are authenticated as that person. So hey there from GHL using Gmail um, billing. So you send that, and it's just like I sent it from you know from Mailgun. Nothing here changes, but. If I go into that receiving email now, one second. So share my screen again. So you see, this is, I just got this here directly to my inbox, not my promotions tab or spam tab or anything like that. And I go here and you see it, there's no via anything. There's no reply to it just sent <laughs> from me to this, like to this, you know, to this contact. And, and this is exactly how it would look if you sent it from, gmail right and so that's yeah. what a lot of people want and then if you reply it's like hey reply back thanks in it'll also pop back here. so the gmail you just received that and is not the gmail you sent from so it's going no, back to that other gmail and high level right yeah no that that one that i just received it in was the contact and then uh this one is the so you see it just came back reply back so there you go. It's got the whole thread. So it's a full, it's a full like Gmail integration with Hilo. Wow. You're going to make a lot of people really excited. I mean, yeah, no, I know questions. we're, so we're in beta. Yeah. We're in beta right now. Um, and again, it's very, very difficult to get approval for this very expensive and very, very, we've been in very tedious. April. Very tedious. It's very tedious work. It's very hard to deal with Google. So we are right at the finish line. We're uh, soft launch July 11th into open beta. So the whole community can sign up no restrictions. And uh, it's going to be super exciting, super excited to get everybody. But so yeah, that's just one example, right? Like that, this is a custom provider with, with email. Now, let me ask you something, because I, I know this always comes up when this conversation comes up. Doesn't Gmail have like daily limitations? Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. So what are they? So people are aware. 2000. So if it's a paid workspace account, it's max you can ever do is 2000 a day, sending 2000 a day. Um, and 500 a day if you're on like a trial account. So if you're on like a lower tier trial account, you haven't really paid anything yet, it's 500 a day. But I mean, your delivery rates are going to be so much higher inbox rates because I mean, sure. I just wanted to point to, that out, yeah. right? Because a lot of people yeah, are yeah, yeah, so yeah. excited about the idea. <laughs> No, you, you're not going to be able to go blast lists of 50,000. Oh, absolutely not. Account. Yeah. And, and it's, I think it's important to mention too, what SMTP was made for to begin with. I've done all the nerdy homework of how, like what SMTP was made to be. And it was made for interdepartmental emails from governments. I mean, that's according to Wikipedia anyway, the government okay. needed, it needed a way to blast emails to entire departments because they uh, other the only other alternative was to write them out one by one or to have a function or a program that went through and did right. the sending process individually it was very resource intensive and so smtp simple mail transfer protocol became the standard so that one email sender could blast to hundreds of thousands of recipients right but it was it wasn't originally really made to route back the other way because if you need to reply 
you need to reply back to your department head, right? Not the person who originally sent it. And so, cause that one person would be receiving replies from millions of people and it's, it's silly. Mm-hmm. So that's like what SMTP was made for, but then marketers saw that and they were like, oh, I can get an email out to hundreds of thousands of people. And that's why SMTP is better for super high volume interdepartmental messaging, right? You need to get it out to hundreds of thousands of people. And, but the thing is with SMTP, it's very, very important to know this. When you validate who you are, when I send the email, I'm using a DNS record, right? So that DNS record is checked one time by Mailgun, let's say. So Mailgun says, hey, take these DNS records, please put them in your DNS provider, click Mm -hmm. check. We're going to do a little bit of backend stuff and make sure you're good, right? Once you do that, you never have to do that again, right? It's, Mm -hmm. It's done. So OAuth is exactly the opposite. OAuth says, when you sign in, I'm going to give you a token and I'm talking about me, the app. So pretend I'm Mailgun or Mailgun agnostic, whatever the app. When you verify with me, the provider, Gmail in this case, is going to give me a token that's going to expire. And that ex- expire date is an hour. So it's, it's only going to live for an hour. So after that hour, if I want to authenticate as you again, I have to have a refresh token that I then combine with a client ID and secret pair that then signs against an API with scopes and a redirect URL. So it's like a three-step process, but it's OAuth 2, right? It's client and user combine authenticate against the resource. That's what OAuth, it's kind of like OAuth 2. And that process happens seamlessly in the background or do you get yeah. logged out every hour? No, 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 no. It's in the background. That's the challenge on the developer, right? The challenge on the developer is that I am in charge of making sure that I am securely handling your data versus it's your job as the user with SMTP to verify that nobody else can access your DNS records and nobody is able to mock those DNS records and therefore act as you, right? So OAuth 2 is very much harder to hack, way, way harder to hack. And so when you think about, and I, I don't want to cut you off, but when you think about what an email client sees, when an email server is saying, is this spam, right? That's my job as Gmail is protect my customers from phishing attacks, right? Mm-hmm. So when I see an email come in, I'm going to evaluate hundred, no, 500 different things, right? If you ever do any kind of research in email marketing, spam scoring has over 500 different evaluation points and they're always changing, right? So that's the really hard mm-hmm. part about email marketing. So we know for a fact that one of the biggest things that the client looks at is your authentication method. Right. So if they see that you authenticated on behalf of someone else, so if Mailgun authenticated on behalf of you through a DNS check, then it's different than if you authenticated versus the Google API using OAuth 2. Right. Because the email clients think about the underlying machine learning models that these spam scoring. softwares are running off of like spam assassin is the most popular one and it's got like a machine learning model underneath it every year it's con every day it's constantly getting emails 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 with authentication methods and they they each have you know um like commonalities of like who signed it how did they sign it was it spam yes or no right so when you see that millions and millions and millions of times a day eventually you're going to start noticing that OAuth 2 is lower spam than SMTP or basic auth, right? Basic auth is the lowest security level now. So it's always going to have the highest spam rating score because it's like, it shouldn't even be possible for you to authenticate with a username and password anymore. It's just, it shouldn't be right. But then like above that, you got like IMAP and pop and like DNS verifications and stuff like that. And, um, Keep in mind, I'm learning all of this as I'm building this Gmail app. Originally, I built this Gmail app because of need. <laughs> I needed right, it, right, not right. because but I wanted to I mean, to it sell makes it. sense. So basically what you're saying is email service providers check and see, oh, this was OAuth 2. Yeah. Odds are it's not spam. So you're going to get less hired. likely. Yeah, sure. it's definitely less likely. Now, keep in mind, they're also going to say, now, who's the sender and what's their sending behavior for the past six weeks? Have they also been just blasting emails out at the limit to, and getting no inbound traffic and do they have tons of links and images and bad ratio like there's way more than just your sure. authentication strategy but it's a big part right and i For have sure. a whole youtube video on this called the science of email sending where i literally use mail like mail genius to show the difference between sending with a brand new domain with mailgun and with oauth2 with gmail 
Mm-hmm. And you can see exactly what the difference is in the headers, like in the headers of the raw email that's coming into the, the email client. It has like different signatures and it has different IP addresses for who signed it, right? Like when you use OAuth 2 and you use Gmail or you use Google Workspace, right? Like Google Workspace at that point is the one authenticating you. Google Workspace requires OAuth 2. When you log into the browser, through mm-hmm. Gmail, that's OAuth 2 as well. That's that's their same OAuth 2 engine is evaluating your sign-in security. So like if you want to use the Workspace API at all, you have to use OAuth 2. And Microsoft is moving in the same direction. Microsoft Exchange is moving in the exact same direction. You're not going to be able to authenticate with Microsoft Exchange with username and password anymore very, very soon. Like They're deprecating that. The next path will be, you know, app passwords. Like everything is moving to this OAuth 2 engine because it can constantly be changed. Like their refresh token strategy can constantly be changed. Their encryption strategy can constantly be changed. And the customer doesn't have to do anything, right? The problem when you change your authentication strategy is customer uh, acceptance and and customer, uh, what's the thing I'm looking for? Adoption. Adoption. Adoption, yeah, like customer adoption is one of the hardest things when it comes to auth strategies changing because like if they have to completely change how they authenticate against your app every single time like i don't know if you remember when they had to integrate uh, or when they had to enforce two-factor authentication with no warning to the whole community you remember you know it was was madness people were losing their freaking minds right and it was just from two-factor authentic you just had to add a two-factor authentication code right yeah okay now imagine if like you couldn't even use passwords anymore like that's what google's moving to google's moving towards using like qr codes and stuff to to sign in so like that's that but that's the big transition with oauth 2 is like with oauth 2 the point is that all of the security changes are going to be made on the on the server uh like generation side of it like the encryption mechanisms are going to be used and right. then the authentication strategy is going to stay the same so that it'll always just Google users will just always log in and it uses a lot of input variables. It uses like your location, right? Like where you are in the world. It uses like your IP address and like, you know, your browser agent, like your user agent, your session cookie. Like there's a lot that goes into it. And every OAuth verification is different, right? There's libraries on the back end that run the OAuth process. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot different. of a lot more articles about all this kind of stuff. And it seems like a lot of it uses AI that just does pattern matching. And so like to the user, yeah, it's a lot of prediction. Like, oh, I don't have to do anything, but like on the back end, it just knows that like you're the, you're at the same location, going same to device. the same place, yeah. you always go open in the yeah. same app. You know what I mean? They're right. So going back to your Gmail integration, mm-hmm. I had another question because this, again, I feel like people get asked about this all the time. Yeah. What happens if I integrate my client, my client's Gmail with their high level? So emails show up in both places. If I send an email from high level, mm-hmm. it gets sent through Gmail to Quentin. Mm-hmm. Quentin replies, the reply comes back to the Gmail inbox and the high level inbox. My client goes into Gmail and writes a response. Do I see the response in high level too? Yes. Oh, great. So it keeps the thread in both places. Full two sync, full two way sync. Yeah. That's awesome. Very cool. That part was kind of hard to do, but yes, (laughs) we we made that happen too. You can also send attachments. You can also do tracking. You also do open. So we made it so that if you uh, are doing like a bulk campaign, let's say, and you want to track your statistics and your sending report and stuff like that, we have a webhook that you put right before the email step in the workflow automation, and it'll uh, make it so that if it if that email is opened, we are also tracking the opens. And the if you want to do, we're not doing link clicks yet, but we are doing like if it failed, we'll we'll track it as a failed uh, email, so that if it's a bad email, you'll know that you know it's a bad bad email address and. Wow, we're also going to cool. integrate, we're going to integrate uh, warming services as well, where you can actually warm up your domain with us. So you just put in a few emails and we have a big bulk bag of emails on our back end, and we're going to just constantly send and receive emails from you. Um, so that'd be really fun. And then we're going to have, a wow, that's exciting. Scoring. I feel like a ton of people are going to get excited. About yeah. That. Well then we're, so then we're going to have a spam People scoring. in the community just got really excited. Yeah. 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 That's in general availability. That's a couple of months out. 
Um, and we're also going to have scoring. So just like Mail Genius, you can send an email to a test email. We're going to make it even simpler where all you do is upload your HTML file of your email, choose which authenticated Gmail account or Hotmail, you know, whatever the authentic, whatever the authentication strategy is, choose which one you want to send from. We'll do everything on the back end and then we'll give you a report of like, you know, what your email score is in terms of, you know, spam That's score awesome. and domain health management, all that stuff. Well, now I have to ask you on behalf of everybody who's excited that's watching this, yeah. what is it going to cost? So it will be $12 a month for a single user license, uh, $50 a month for a team license where you can have five. Oh, and that's the other thing I didn't even get to explain. So you can have multiple Gmail accounts on one go high level account. So like, oh, wow. yeah, so like, and actually it doesn't even have to be Gmail. It can be any email provider that we support, but like, um, let me see if I can just show you what I mean really quick. So if, so if my I, client has five email addresses in their Google suite, yes, I can connect so, all five. I pay you for exactly. a team license, mm -hmm. yep. 50 bucks mm -hmm. a month. And now their Gmails are synced with their high level. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So uh, let me just show you this. So good. like here, so this is the one we were just looking at earlier. I just added info at workwithdas.com. So now I can actually come here and you'll see that my user, oh, <laughs> sorry, sometimes that happens. I don't know why that happens. That's weird. That has never happened before. Well, oh, yeah, see, literally, yeah. look, literally you refresh and it goes away. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, we'll pretend that didn't happen. So yeah, you see there's two, there's two users here now. So billing and info. And so now if I click on this again, Go here and then I'll sign in with info at work with DAS if I can find it here. Yep. So same thing. Wants to get my email and all that good stuff. And then uh, give it a couple of seconds and boom, add it successfully, close window. And now you'll see that uh, I actually have both of them verified. And then when you go to send an email in high level, how do you how does it determine which one it sends from? So uh, you either, so you see these are both verified now. So mm -hmm. it's, it's up to you. You either go here and when I go to, when I go to send an uh, email back here now from this guy, if I want to just change out what email I'm sending, I'll just send an info at work with DAS like this, just change it out, send my email as normal. Got or, it. So it has to be one of the two you authenticated. Mm -hmm. And what happens yep. if you try to put in, you know, chase at test.com right there, it'll just reject so, it. It'll fail, yeah, it'll fail, or unless you also can set a default outbound sender. So I can also say like info at work with DAS is the default outbound sender. And so if anything fails, it will always send from info at work with DAS. God, I gotta oh, that's that. cool. It'll also, yeah, so as long as that user is authenticated, it'll always send from that, uh, that Gmail account. Very cool. Well, guys, this is amazing. I'm sure you're going to make a ton of people psyched, but I also hope that we're inspiring other developers who are watching this to the opportunity of what you can do with the high level yeah. API, right? So like, yeah, I'm so sure I didn't even get to show you that. Our devs to show you. around the world, like how many of those different Twilio alternatives are there that folks could start working on for their area tons, right now? You know? Tons, dozens, dozens and dozens. I mean, dozens per country. And like, dude, think about that. I know, so I know like WhatsApp has kind of been on the roadmap and it's in beta and you know, there, nobody's, there's, I haven't heard a super clear timeline on it. Maybe I'm just not in the loop. I don't know. But these other guys decided they weren't going to wait and they built a WhatsApp integration themselves called App Level <laughs> and using the video that I posted on my YouTube channel of how to integrate a custom SMS or email provider into high level he finished this app integration and it's going into open beta, I think in a week. So it'll be an open beta by the time you guys see this video. But yeah, it's another, this guy, he's a developer as well. And he was like, man, I didn't even know that was possible. Like that's, that's so cool. I'm going to work on that right now. And boom, done. And in like two weeks, it was, it was ready and integrated. Cause he yeah, was using like a great. Um, you, so just so everyone knows, yes, WhatsApp is coming. It's right. The, the problem with WhatsApp is it's contingent upon our ISV rolling out. So we have to get ISV out first and then comes WhatsApp. But WhatsApp fortunately just opened completely up recently. So we don't have right. to go through Twilio anymore. We can go directly to the WhatsApp right. API. 
which is very awesome. So it's actually gonna roll out a little faster than planned um, in the near future. But what's cool about this marketplace that Quentin is showing you is that this is just sort of the beginning, right? So the goal is eventually high level users will be able to go into that marketplace and one click sign up for these apps instead of having to go, you know, pay Quentin and go through his, right. you know, his checkout form and whatnot. It'll just be one click added to your high level bill. And then we settle up with Quentin at the end right. of the month. Um, so users will have much more seamless adoption of these third-party apps yeah, so and the developers <laughs> will, you know, obviously get the benefit of uh, the discovery as more and more people head into that marketplace to look, to see what else they can add on. So it's, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, man. And honestly, we've been thinking about putting together like some kind of developer certification program. We're kind of talking to Sean about it a little bit more. Um, because the OAuth 2 API integration API is very specific and there are a few quirks still and you still, you, you know, like we've just been working with it since it first became available and the ability for custom SMS integrations really truly just became available like a few months ago, like when we launched. So it's, it's a huge market and like, dude, they haven't even added custom channel types yet. So right now it's SMS and email. They're gonna, in the next couple of months, they're gonna add um, like custom channels. So you can put like a web chat. So let's say you have Slack and you really like Slack and you wanna put it into go high level as a conversation channel, you'll have the ability to do that. If you like ChatHQ, a very popular Slack alternative, you can, you'll be able to choose it as an alternative to, you know, you'll be able to add the communications into go high level into the page itself. So, um, yeah. And I mean, <clears throat> we're working with people to do like, we're replacing the booking solution for people who need custom booking solutions that don't fit into what go high level provides. Like we're working on, um, salon you know, integration. Email the what? The salon integration. Yeah. That's the salon booking. It's a salon booking app that we're doing an integration for we're doing mm -hmm. like financial investment apps, you yeah. know, like fi financial stuff where they want to keep up with their contacts and their portfolios together. Right. Like that's, that's a whole nother integration that high level is probably not going to do because why would you? Yeah. It make sense. No, it's great. And I mean, I'm glad to know that you guys are doing this. I think it's a genius idea. Um, and it's exciting because now I have somewhere to send people because oftentimes people <laughs> get very bummed out, right? Like an agency is like, Oh my gosh, yeah. I have this huge opportunity with this client. They've got 12 locations but they need it to integrate with this thing. Do you integrate right. with it? And we're like, well, we integrate with anything. We have an open API, like go tell that app to build an integration. And they're just like right. so deflated. They're like, they're yeah. not gonna do yeah. that. Uh, but no, if you, yeah. you know, no folks like you guys, you guys can build that bridge and, uh, yeah. And, yeah, and, and I, yeah, I, th I think if, yeah, I think if the, if, cause the thing is, is like, if the go high level team has to internally hire, train and manage an entire development team for every integration and the API itself, it's just going to go so much slower, right? It's just going to be crazy, crazy slow. Yeah, it's, it, you know, it stinks. In the early days, we were going down that path of like building internal integrations and um, it fell apart really quickly because I forget what integration that was. Um, I think it was like Dr. Chrono or something. And it kept breaking and obviously the people using it would get so upset and it's like, it's not on our end, it's on the other right. end and they're not replying. So it's like now yeah. we're taking the brunt of this broken integration and we, it's outside of our power to fix it. Exactly. And so that was kind of, I think, an early indicator of like, let's not, let's build the open API and build yeah. Zapier and from there developers can do whatever they want. Dude, yeah, and that's the thing is like, look at Slack, right? Slack has a full marketplace that you can integrate GitHub, Asana, ClickUp, anything, anything you want to integrate into Slack, you can do. Zoom, same thing. They have a huge marketplace and you can integrate any kind of apps that you really want to integrate into Zoom. So like, that's just the way everything's going. It's like RESTful APIs and just open APIs. And yeah, it's, it's just the way things are moving. Like if you look from a development standpoint at what big companies are doing like they're not 
they're not trying to bring on a thousand engineers every year. Oh yeah. It doesn't make they're sense. Trying, yeah. They're trying to make like, you guys just brought on 200 and it was probably a massive undertaking, right? It probably was not it's a so small thing to hard. do. <laughs> it's, super it's very, very hard right? to scale up engineering exactly. teams with quality engineers um, exactly. in a short time frame. What I think we're touching on here is I feel like there are so many, um, entrepreneurial engineers right now that are mm. trying to build SaaS apps, mm. which is very difficult, right? It's so hard to find product market fit, you know, all this kind yeah. of stuff. But I feel like there's an endless sea of money for engineers that know how to integrate things. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Dude, Integramat just got bought by Make for, oh my God, I don't even, I was over a billion, I'm pretty sure. And if not, somebody correct me. I, I don't know how much it was, but like Integramat went from being a free app to multi-billion dollar, no, I don't think multi-billion, but let's say over a hundred million dollar valuation takeover. That's crazy. Maybe Arian can look it up while we're talking about it, but like, that's crazy. And if you know what Integramat is, don't want to really like pull everything off too hard, but Integramat is just, Integramat is just N8N. Do you know what N8N is? No domation. Have you heard of that? No, it's an open source, fair license project. That's like, it's on GitHub. You can go pull the repo. If you're a developer, you can go pull the code and you can set it up. There's instructions on how to set it up on a local environment. If you know how to run DevOps and GCP and virtual machines and all that stuff, you can do it. Not hard. They, they're like, Hey, fair use means if you use it in commercial, you, we own a little bit of it. If you tell us, I, I don't know. It's weird. But so Integramat, yeah. So like Integramat just took that and they ran with it. They kept building nodes, right? And so like, that's what I'm saying is it's such a big market because there's Integramat, there's Zapier, then there's Pabli, then there's RequestBin, which is actually PipeDream. Then there's like, there's 10, 20, Well, that's really interesting. So I didn't know that, but if I'm hearing this correctly, what an opportunity, right? Because if I go work with marketers in a specific niche, Every niche has a handful, dozens, hundreds of apps in that niche. I can just start building the, I could take that open source code, start building my right. own Zapier for that specific niche. Yeah. And that's just what start dominating, about. right? I become Literally, the go-to guy when you need yeah. to integrate high level with anything in this niche. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're kind of like everybody because we're the only ones doing this right now i mean i'm sure once this comes out everybody's gonna kind of start jumping into it more and hey if you're a developer come to us man look don't compete <laughs> a rising tide raises all ships like we are always looking for developers we have dozens right now we're gonna get hundreds by the end of the year and thousands by the end of next year right like we're growing we more than that using high level for years we've been building on the api for years we'll help you we'll help design we have ui ux engineers and machine learning engineers like there's so much we can help you do if you're a developer and you like working with high level and unification is definitely in the future. I mean, the thing is, is like high level is just growing so fast and it hasn't stopped growing so fast for the last like two years, year and a half. And now this is just like an open marketplace where any, you know, you can really, anybody can, it's free to sign up. There's not too, it's not too hard to go through the certification process. Like, you know, just, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, I love it. Season. Well, guys, I can chat about this forever. Yeah, me too. Coming up on the hour and I got to go because I have another call coming up. But thank yeah. you so much for coming on. Yeah. If people are watching and you guys are excited and you want to reach out to these guys, the website is workwithdas.com, work right? Correct. So workwithdas.com. Um, if you guys need anything integrated, uh, these are your guys over here. So congrats. I think you're going to have a lot of interest in their Gmail products. <laughs> And uh, thanks I as always so. for being great members of the dev community. Super excited. All right, guys. I'm sure we'll have you back soon, but thank you guys for watching. We'll see you in the next one.